When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is my co-founder here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banke. We are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we finally get to revel in a victory from the green and gold. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got... Carrington Valentine. We got the bad, we got... Fumbles! We got the ugly, we got... NFL officiating making me lose my mind. Corey Banky, how you doing, brother? I'm all right. Has anybody ever explained this whole offsides thing? This offensive offsides? Have we got Nothing an explanation? That I've seen. Nope. I don't understand. Nope. How, nope. how is the Not NFL the only league in the world where they're just like, yeah, we're just going to call these things and yeah, we're, we're not going to tell you why? We don't. We're not going to explain it and we're not going to talk about it. And yeah, you guys just keep trying to guess. I don't know, man. I don't know. Now, maybe so there has weird. been some communication. I have not seen it. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But, you know, you would think there'd be some kind of, um, you know, focus or spotlight on what exactly running needs to do in the future to avoid those calls. But uh, nothing that I've seen. But, uh, you know, Packers get the W. So it's all good. Nothing. uh, There's not a there's not a better deodorant than a W. And yeah, finally, 42 days, I think it was between victories. Oh, that's it. I'll absolutely take it. 42. Yeah, that's all. Interesting. That's all. Just 42? I can't handle another 42 days, Banky. Can't handle it. What I can handle, let me tell you, is some hotness. Let's get to it. Oh, yeah. Time for the hotness. That's right. And this week, pretty easy, people. I mean, there were... Some, you know, contenders, I guess you'd say. But I think somebody called that on the watch party. It was pretty easy this week to, to guess what the hotness was going to be. There was this outstanding design and execution from the Green Bay Packers of this play that resulted in a Musgrave touchdown. His first Tutter. in the NFL. Let's take a look at it. Let's look at it, folks. Look at this orbit motion coming from Jones. Fake it out to Jones. Fake it out to Dylan. Nope, we're hitting you in the middle with Musgrave, who almost slips and then gets in the end zone. Let's take a look. From the but end no zone Lambo angle, lead. shall we? 
My only complaint about that play is no Lambo. You had to. You had to get there, right? Now, look at Musgrave here. Look at the engage in the block and then release. I mean, just good, good work from the rookie. Okay, okay, now you got to go Lambo leap there, buddy. I mean, you were literally. Oh, it's the security guard's fault. It was the security guard's fault. He's in the way. Just run and jump. You don't even have to break stride. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but it's a touchdown. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too upset about it. But uh, next time, young man, get in the stands. Uh, let's get to some Packers news. Clark and Watson both escape serious injury. You absolutely love to see it. Watson was a full participant today at practice. So whatever you know issue he was dealing with there after that catch against the Rams, apparently not too not too much to uh, keep him off the field in any serious way. Clark was also participating today in practice, though as a limited participant. And then, of course, you know, because injuries are what they are and the NFL is the NFL, uh, there is some injury news that's not so great. Alexander, Walker, Nyman, and Runyon all missed practice today. Um, Hopefully we get a few of these guys back throughout the week. You never know. Today was their padded practice, much like last week. They went Wednesday instead of Thursday, as they have been. Um, A note on Alexander, it is a shoulder injury for Jair, not a back injury. So he got banged up in the game, as Matt LaFleur indicated in his presser today. But uh, now we know because of the injury report it is a shoulder injury. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, hopefully he can uh, work his way back from that. If not, uh, it's going to be interesting to see a very young secondary get even younger on mm. Sunday. Um, and then, Corey, I know you're excited. The Packers will be wearing their 50s classics uniforms against the Chargers in two weeks. Nice. So get your uh, get your throwback classic unis ready. The, for, the Packers for the next actually game at Lambeau. they sent us one of those. I got one of those. They did. Yeah, I've got one as well. I'll probably be wearing it on watch party. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Nice of them. And uh, you know, it's a gold package game next time at Lambeau. Oh, so dear. gold package, folks. Get your get your fifties classic throwbacks. Get ready. I don't but want it's any a excuses. Nooner, it's a nooner though. Right? It is a nooner. It is a, yeah, nooner. It's a nooner. So it's a nooner. Should be well attended, but uh, I hope they bring the juice. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say and anything The Chargers more. don't really have trouble. any fans, so. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I mean, you're not wrong. You didn't have to say it. Um, let's talk about the offense, shall we? And most importantly, let's talk about the offensive line. That's more like it. That's more like it. I mean, it was great to see push up front and protection when they passed and they even, like, pretty much, for the most part, held Aaron Donald in check for Aaron Donald. Like, he still mm. made plays. He still reckoned certain things. But for the most part, he didn't take over the game. And that's all you can really ask. That's more like it. We've talked about it a lot, Corey, but it's amazing how much more effective this offense can be when things are right up front. Yeah. Well, see. I mean, it's cl- it's very clear from that game that they're, they're better at run blocking than they are at pass blocking, so. It's like literally night and day. Well, they were in that game, that's for sure. That game, no question about it. Um, And speaking of the run game, Aaron Jones, he makes the difference. I know this is not rocket science. We've all known this. We've all been waiting for it. And Jones gets 20 carries, contributes in the passing game. Offense gets on track. And it's not simple stuff. A lot of hard runs by Aaron. Um, I thought he did a really nice job of reading the holes and picking up yards probably where it's not even designed in certain situations, but man, Aaron Jones just makes the difference. And I also want to say, I didn't pull the video because I know a, everyone's seen it. 
and B, YouTube's so touchy about when you pull things from the broadcast. So I don't want to throw it up here, but that shot of him picking up Dontavian Wicks' head when Wicks is literally, I mean, head down, heading back to the Packers' sideline, and then Aaron Jones comes in and lifts his head up and then pats him on the head, and, you know, reassuring him, letting him know, hey, man, keep your head up. I mean, just name Ridge Road after Aaron Jones when he retires. This guy just absolutely carries the G, and I fucking love that he's a Green Bay Packer. And him it. and uh, speaking of him and Alvin, him and his brother are having a fundraiser in Green Bay very soon. Uh, that I believe, yeah, I believe um, it's not confirmed, but I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna donate a tailgate experience. So uh, look for that on Cheesehead TV. For uh, because because again he is he's an incredible human being and and we got asked and I was like yeah that's the perfect like yeah Aaron Jones yeah sign me up sign me <laughs> sign. up buddy <laughs> that'll be great um and Corey uh, obviously already touched on it but we we you know how you the the old coaching adage you get what you emphasize I need to uh, talk to Matt Lafleur about emphasizing the Lambo leap jump in the stands boys I need you to jump in the stands. I don't understand. I mean, I'm watching Cincinnati Bengals games, and they're talking about the jungle <sighs> jump or oh, some nonsense. Goodness, what are we ta- What are we doing here, folks? Jump in the stands, guys. Also, also, man. there should have been in the should, end zone a whole lot. But there should be the an stand. NFL rule. Honestly, there should be an NFL rule backdated to 1921 that oh. only you can only jump in the stands if you're a member of the Green Bay Packers. It's just, you know, it's like a trademark thing. I don't think yeah. that's going to happen, but I, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see the it. attempt. That'd be, fun. That'd be fun. If I was the president um, of the Green Bay Packers, I would advocate for that in the owners' meetings for sure. For sure. You know what's funny is that people probably don't remember, but like back in the 80s when things were fun and they had stuff like the Fun Bunch and fun and then things grew into like Terrell Owens and the popcorn and all that and the Joe Horn with the phone um and then the NFL like got all ridiculous and like there's no more celebrations and they tried to go all disciplinarian the Lambo leap was the one like that got a carve out yeah. back in the day even when everything was like no more fun no more celebrating like they kept the Lambo leap in the Lambo leap survived the cantankerous NFL owners I need it to survive this young group of Packers, wideouts, tight ends, and running backs. Guys, jump in the stands. Leroy Butler the arms started this fans. for us, the fans. You have to carry on their tradition. We love you guys. Get in the stands. Embrace it. Get beer poured on you. It's the whole vibe. Try not to be upset about it, but I'm happy you're scoring touchdowns. But get in the stands. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's a pretty simple thing. Uh, flipping it over to the defensive side of the ball, talking about youth. The young secondary, you talk about bringing some juice. I love to see the energy on that side of the ball from the youngsters. I mean, Valentine got a lot of pub for it, but, I mean, Anthony Johnson Jr., you go back and watch the tape, he's so he's sideline to sideline, man. That guy was everywhere. I, it's funny to watch, like, the defense when – Guys are really confident in what they're doing. And they're, as Matt has talked about so many times, like you're going to make mistakes. Just make them a million miles an hour. Be confident in what you're doing. And you definitely see that on that side of the ball uh, in this Rams game. I love it. I love it. They're going to get tested. They're going to make mistakes. But I love to see them like bringing this heightened energy. 
We talked about it last week. It was been kind of missing, and it was good to see it back on display at Lambeau on Sunday. I mean, I'm going to have to do a 180 on uh, on Brian G right now. Last week, I was like, oh, I guess Brian G just thought it was over, and he's looking for that $9 million or $6 million in cap money. But clearly, the broken triangle, he had to repair it by telling the coaching staff, hey, I need this kid to play, so I'm going to get rid of Russell Douglas. That's the conspiracy theory I have right now, is that <laughs> Brian needed Carrington Valentine to play in that game, so he traded like Russell Douglas in order to make it happen. And you know what? It's chess, not checkers. And that's a chess move right there. So we're, we're so essentially you're saying that he was being less than than honest when he talks about the Bills calling him at the last minute and asking about Russell you're saying that didn't happen? You're saying he no, actively no, shopped no. Russell to get him out of there? No, I'm saying that he took he he had a problem. The Bills called right. and he solved it. My pro, my thing before was I thought he gotcha. solved a different gotcha. problem, but actually he was he was looking out it for the youngsters. It wasn't a cap problem he was some... solving. He was trying to get the yeah. youngsters on the field. I get it. I yep. get it. Right, Which you know, I keep we keep giving the coaching staff the benefit of the doubt, but then they don't play anybody. You know, Sean Ryan is one and zero, so it's like you know what 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 is right guard wins. What what, ta- what took so long? You know what I mean? And that's been our complaint all season. It's like so you know Brian had to force their hands. It looks like. I mean, I'd quibble, but it feels correct to me. Sure, looks correct given uh, what we saw transpire on Lambeau Field last Sunday. Um, speaking of youth, speaking about bringing it, Brooks and Wooden up front, these two young defensive linemen who may have to play a little bit more depending on Kenny's status. I mean, they flashed. They flashed big time on Sunday. And look, to your point, Corey, it's time for these young guys to probably play more, get more snaps, get that experience, but also start putting some pelts on the wall. We saw Valentine do it. We saw Wooden do it on that third down stop. Uh, Brooks, he's been really active. I love to see it. Going to need more of it. Um, but, yeah, youth is going to be served this year in Green Bay. There's zero doubt about it. And uh, I think, you know, maybe not a huge kind of watershed moment or anything like that against the Rams, but it was good to see so many young guys playing well and contributing to a win. I mean, that's what this season's supposed to be all about. And we certainly saw – the start of that on Sunday. Um, speaking of start of something, we're in a little, a little bit here, two game stretch, and that's a very small stretch, but a two game stretch of the run defense playing pretty well, looking better. Don't be, don't be Zach cruising this shit. Looking better. Say, Come on now, be jinxing the. Packers. Looking better, run defense looking better. I'm not saying it's arrived. I'm just saying it's looking better. That's all. That's all. Yeah, no, Zach Cruz really. Do didn't. they have? Do they have that good of a running back though? Really? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. not a great running back, but you know, it's an NFL running back, and NFL running backs have been running all over the Green Bay Packers for true the first six games of the year. So last couple games, they've been playing better. Now I'll feel better when it's the Lions. Oh, that... Yeah, well, of course. I mean, are you really you really want to you really want to go to Thanksgiving already? I mean, I'm not. I don't want to think about my Thanksgiving being ruined by the Green Bay Packers. Like, that's what's going to happen. You know that, I think there's right? going to be some You surprises. know that's coming. I think there's. I think we always, we, we always, as we saw on Sunday, the Packers always have mm-hmm. the chance to surprise us, which is great. 
They do. They do. I've been talking about this with Billy on Carry the G Radio literally all season because he keeps bringing up Thanksgiving because he knows it gets to me. I'm just I hate the Packers on playing on Thanksgiving. I have hated it most of my adult life. I really hate it this year because I know we're going to get stomped. So I'm not looking forward to it. You know, I love Thanksgiving when the Packers aren't playing. I love the spread, you know, getting there and my, my turkey and my stuffing and my sides. I love Thanksgiving. And I love three football games stretching out all day long when they don't involve the Packers. But the Packers playing on Thanksgiving just ruins the fucking holiday. Just in and of itself. Like the fact that they're playing on Thanksgiving sucks so bad and then this season like knowing it. they're probably going to get curb stomped makes it worse that's all i like it you would <laughs> you it's would. fun it's good times what's fun about it there's no fun involved it's football. this is why is why vince yes football is fine packers football on thanksgiving is a curse there's a reason it vince is. lombardi Went to the league and said, "Enough of this." I mean, what did they go rare. like thirteen? It's to rare one we win. The one was on Thanksgiving in, in yeah. Detroit. Hate it. Yeah, hate it. Or hate it it's so either much. Detroit or Dallas. It's so annoying. Ugh. Hey, the absolute worst. <laughs> Nagler keg stand imminent. I don't know, Johnny. I don't know. I mean, that might get me through Thanksgiving. That might be a fun idea. Just like get a keg in here in the studio. Corey, look into that. No. Can we get some you know, – can we get a half bag of carry the tea delivered? Yes. You know it's been – I think they call it a six keg. I think that's the okay, name. Great. You know it's been this dark all day in Green Bay, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Well, you got, you live in Mordor now. Welcome. Seriously. I, I literally woke up and it was like it's been this dark all, all day. It's crazy. That's a good time. That's a good time. Should we take a look at this Packers-Steelers game? You want to know a fun fact, Corey? Fun facts. Oh, dear. With the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers have not won in Pittsburgh since 1970. Here's a picture of that team. The team that went into the last Packers team that went into Pittsburgh looks like this. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is Bart Starr. That's Bart Starr, Ray Nitschke, Forrest Gregg, the whole crew. That's how long it's been since the Packers won in Pittsburgh. Speaking of Ray Nishke, I mean, they, right 2009, 2017, there have been some close calls, but they haven't been able to get that W. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. That was like Star's second Nitschke. to last season. That's how long it's been. That's insanity. Now, obviously, we beat him in the Super Bowl, so that makes up for all of it. But, I mean, God, can we get a win in Pittsburgh, please? I need a W in Pittsburgh. That needs to happen. That said, the Steelers are three-point favorites. It started at three and a half. I wasn't even most born in 1970. Right I wasn't even born. Neither was I. Neither was I. How crazy that's crazy, is that? and you're old, so that's crazy. I'm an old man, and I wasn't even alive for that. The Steelers are three-point favorites. However, I will say it started at three and a half. It's starting to come down. I know at FanDuel, it was at two and a half. So lines moving towards the Packers. I think Vegas knows. I think the Packers match up well here. Uh, that said, expect a lot of penalties. Packers committed eight penalties against the Rams. The last time the Steelers played against the Titans on Thursday Night Football, they committed 10 penalties. These are both really uh, 
penalty-laden teams, if you will. That game could be four hours, man. It's good. There are going to be a lot of penalties in this game. A lot of young guys, I, I a lot of mistakes. I still don't understand some penalties, like offensive offsides. I don't understand. <laughs> I, th- I think, uh, you know, John Runyon's right there with you. I mean – I don't. I haven't seen any photo evidence. Everybody's like, "Oh, well, he lined up off sides," and I have not I know. seen the photo exactly. evidence. Exactly. So, right. like, everybody's like, "Well, if we just wouldn't have lined up off." Okay, someone show me where that happened because I haven't seen it yet. Nope. And how I've do you seen do camera it twice on the broadcast that don't like show anything? How do you do it twice with the same guy? How does that happen? I I don't know. I just in the know. same game. Well, it's kind of funny also because Runyon said he they they called the first one on Nyman, so he didn't know it was on him. The oh, first one, for the so he does it again. You know what I mean? So I can't really kill Runyon for it because he thought the first call was on Nyman. So he's like, "I'm gonna go line up the same way." Somebody killed. And then afterwards, he found out. Obviously, they called him, and he was like, "Wait, what?" So yeah, got it. I mean, like I said, that makes more sense. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, there are not- teams that have never – here's the crazy thing, okay? There are teams that exist in the NFL that have never in the history of their team been called for offensive offsides. I'm just <laughs> I mean, I can't ever, ever remember the Packers <laughs> being called for offensive offsides prior to Sunday. I don't, are we I mean, the I'm only sure, team sure that's ever – Ever been – like? I feel maybe. like it. I feel this like is it. what I talked about in the good, the bad, and the ugly, though. Like, I'm not here to watch the refs. I like it just fucking kills me that because the Eagles are successful at their brotherly shove, now the NFL is like, uh, we must uh, adjudicate this play and any short yardage play, and these people will be measured millimeter by millimeter where their helmet is. Like, I are you fucking kidding me? I didn't spend whatever money on tickets, get my direct TV pack. Well, it's not direct TV anymore. YouTube TV package. I didn't, you know, as a fan, invest my time. In your lawyerfication nonsense, it fucking drives me insane. I mean, I know I went on this rant earlier this week, so I'm trying. I'm not trying to like double down, triple down, whatever. But it does drive me nuts. Like I love the game of football. I wish the National fucking Football League loved the game of football, but they don't. They don't. And that's what just fucking kills me. I would right. just be happy if they Deion told me Sanders how we were offside because I don't understand. Yeah, they, they, they won't. They won't. Speaking of the NFL, Dion had some stuff to say about the NFL, Corey. Your boy, your man, the myth, the legend. I don't think I'm built for the NFL. When I see a guy getting paid millions and millions and millions of dollars and has no respect for the game and does not want to excel and exceed expectations in the game, I'm going to have a true problem. This was in response to being asked if he would or has any coach. aspirations of – coaching in the nfl so Corey, your uh you know your campaign to get primed to uh coach the green bay packers took a bit of a hit this week uh, i, I think know, it would man. be cool if he coached the green bay packers actually he'd I be a better do. defensive coordinator than the one we have see now wait a second now hold you on you know what i bet no, he would play press issue. coverage he's kind of a press guy you know what i mean <laughs> he might he might play press coverage although i will say Barry called way more press this past week than we've been used to. I know it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> of course, he was facing like a, qu- a a quarterback who could barely throw. So yeah, he was just like disrupt the timing and go. So 
So I guess I kind of understand that approach. But, but... we've been playing that. Like, he could have done that against Ruddard, or what is the name? What is the guy that we made him look like he's Ritter. a hero? Ritter. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard of that guy since. And, like, oh the one God. time they played the Packers, he's, like, QBR rating of 3,000. And then no one hears from him again. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's true, though. It's true. That's our approach. And you're right. Dion would probably have a different approach that I would appreciate. But as you said yourself, Corey, we don't really know. They've got all the data. They've got all the tendencies. And they call what they call because they're very, very way more informed than we are. So I just want to see guys get physical and like try to dictate a little bit on defense. I mean, hopefully we get a little bit more of that on Sunday against the Steelers. You know, I I don't know that they know more than we know, only because, like, I've been seeing this trend in the NFL, or especially on our team, where the quality control guys are the least experienced guys. Right. So maybe they have the data, but but data doesn't tell you all the things. you got to have some experience and be able to look at trends. So I wonder, right, like, is it really a good idea to have the statistical analysis guys be the youngest guys? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Weird to me. Like, um, like in in the corporate world, I mean, when you do the business, data, they're not making this, but they're not making decisions on the data. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. Their job but, is to present it. They show the data, but they don't make the decisions off that data. Right. Like that's but, but in Matt's in job, the corporate world, when you get big enough to be have a person that does business intelligence, typically that's a C mm-hmm. that's a C level person. It's not a. It's right. not an intern, you know. I'm not saying the offensive quality assistant <laughs> right. guys are interns, but they are some of the youngest coaches. Oh, the well, they're pretty close, though. Uh, in the coaching world, they're pretty, pretty close. Yeah. I mean, they're tasked with a lot of stuff that got nothing to do with football. I'll tell you that. I love it, though. I mean, it's a it's a good point, and it's something we should uh, we should ask uh, somebody involved at some point if we ever talk to them ever again. Uh, you ready for blogosphere? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This week in the Packer Blogosphere! That's right, it's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Corey Banky, you know, last week I uh, told everyone that they should nominate you for the Green Bay Packers Fan Hall of Fame. And I'm sure many people did. Uh, That's ongoing. But there's another fan, I guess, contest 
happening within the ranks of the NFL, the National Football League, and each team puts up a fan for this event. It's the, I believe, the NFL fan. I don't know what it's called. But our good buddy, our good friend, Tom Grassi, got the shout-out from the Green Bay Packers. Look at this on Twitter, X, whatever the hell you call it. We're excited to announce Packers fan Tom Grassi as our 2023 NFL Fan of the Year nominee. How the hell does Tom not win this, like, in a walk, given yeah. everything he did this past I summer? I think I'm to the left raising of money this photo, by the way. <laughs> like, how does he not win this? Like, he has to. He has to win this. Like, there's zero doubt. Um, yeah, I don't and, think and there's honor... any other fan that did, did a half a million dollars. In... Come on. Yeah. Come on. They raised half a million dollars for St. Jude? Uh, I'd love to see it if there is one. Uh, that said, we'd love to uh, honor Tom in this moment uh, with the following. and put this together for him. Enough of this Skype nonsense. We brought someone in. Who do we bring? Grassy Posse Posse Grassy oh, Packers! I'm Grassy. I believe uh, you, 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 you're here. You might as well ask a question. You guys really need to up that security. This was way too easy to get into. So. Tom Grassi, YouTube celebrity. YouTube sensation. Grassi just coming back from vacation. Do you think he is unprepared for the upcoming Madden grudge match on Friday? Look, I don't want any excuses. Tell oh, here it is. There it is. Nice, got it. Ooh. You got it. No! Tomahawk chop! Oh. Kevin Listen, King! I just want to say, I'm, chop. Playing, I'm playing on all Madden, oh. and I'm pretty sure that... Nagler put rookie. I can't confirm it. I was in the bathroom. We're, we're both he, on all pro. He also gave me a, a, a small pill. Hacker, <laughs> blogger, vlogger, hey. YouTuber extraordinaire. Wow. I can't wait for Tom to stream again because you both are rude. No, we're rude. <laughs> you look at the history you of the Green Bay really Packers. really trying to derail the script now. Look at the history of the Green Bay Packers. And rise to the bait, And how Sir, old Aaron Rodgers out of is. order. Tom, I have a uh, message from a very big big fan of yours guess who's getting tucked into bed now Sucker! i have no idea what that last bit with olive is but i fucking love what it. was that I from died. i forgot that tom wore a live shirt time. in that mat i totally i totally yeah, forgot a, all those maddens i know because he he uh he allowed oh, he had a green, a green shirt and we shirt green screened him out we yeah he, green that's funny so we had to wear a black shirt and that's all i we totally had. forgot about that i'm like why is tom wearing a light and then i refer i totally forgot i commentated those i completely yeah. spaced i don't even remember that that was so much fun we should bring those back dude that was a good time that was a good time did he ever win i don't think he ever won no of course not yeah well, we only has anybody ever beat you that we know uh, that's a good question. I, I'm trying to think. Has Tyler ever know. beat that's you? A, hell no. Of course not. I know. He Please. sucks. He sucks <laughs> so bad at Madden. He's worse than me at Madden. <laughs> wow. Okay. Slow down there. Slow I'll beat down. him at Madden. I will. Okay, I'll beat him in the Nagler suite at Madden. I'll throw my controller down. <laughs> there we go. Better start practicing. I love it. Uh, we we got we got super chats. I think we should get super chats. Um, we, we might. Yeah, we got some. Tony, I'm sitting in the ER with an IV in, but I couldn't miss my transplants. LOL. Thanks for the super chat. Whoa, Tony. Tony be safe, man. Hope hope you That's get on the other side of that, dude. Down. I hope you're doing okay. Take care of yourself, um, dude. 
Joe Mailman, game plan, block TJ Watt better than Max Crosby. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough, man. TJ is obviously a game wrecker, but they can get after the quarterback with a number of dudes. And if you want to commit numbers to TJ, uh, you know, they got other guys who can kill you. I'm fascinated to watch TJ Watt versus Zach Tom. I think Zach Tom Bombadil's got something for him. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Relax, 142. Bears still suck. Got to gotta <laughs> love that. I gotta mean, you're not wrong. It. Gotta kind of a non sequitur, but you're not it. wrong. JP, thanks for Super Chat. I saw Wilde on his show suggest that off the record, Tay and Cobb didn't think Vrabel was a good coach. I wonder if that explains the wide receiver development. Interesting. Oh, Lord. Here we go. My brother's sister's girlfriend's brother heard from Ferris that Ferris passed out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. I mean, these guys want to go on the record and say this shit, fine. But all this, like, water cooler nonsense, I don't give a shit about. That's all we got. Oh, no, no. Trey, Trey, just slow down, Nagler. Jeez Louise. I'm just just saying. I saw him come in. (laughs) Roberto, Sean Ryan time. Clear as day. Yeah, he's going to go 2-0. I kind of agree. Sean Ryan. It's probably going to take Runyon not being able to get back from whatever injury he suffered uh, to insert him into the lineup, and that's what can drives me nuts. It's like, why is it only when guys get hurt that guys with promise and or possible higher ceilings get to see the field? Drives me nuts. Boy. Trey TZ, I think I said that right. I really hope Christian Watson can get back on track and have a good year. We need to get him going. You kind of saw a little bit of that in this game. You did. Um, You'd just like to see him be a little bit more involved. I totally hear you, man. It's like you saw down the stretch last year about all the different ways he can kill a defense. Like, But it's funny because then you remember remember the Cowboys game. Everyone remembers the backflip and the big fourth and one, third and two, whatever. But there were also two drops at the start of that game. Like he was targeted quite a bit in most of those games down the stretch, need to do it. Need to do it. Uncultured Barbarian. This week on Banky on the Beat, Corey takes time off from wearing out Bukowski and Michaels to chug beers with Grossi and talk about the upcoming draft in Green Bay. One of you should announce a pick. <laughs> yeah, well, he's more famous than me, so I'm pretty sure he's going to get to oh, announce no. the pick. Grossi will announce the pick. There's there That has to happen. That has yeah, it's going to happen. happen. No doubt. Yeah, Grossi, yeah. Grassi's more famous than the Hot Ones guy, so there you go. <laughs> Almost. No doubt about it. Almost. He's getting there. Almost. He's getting there. The last time the Packers beat the Steelers, it was only 12 flavors. <laughs> you guys are killing me. Look at all these Carry the G Club members chiming in. I love it. Dennis is here. You know, Dennis, I want to give you a shout-out, man, because you are one of the most hardcore, always here for anything we do at Cheesehead TV, whether we're live any of the videos and like uploaded like you're always on really appreciate you dude absolutely love it Uh oh Uh oh aaron picard aaron picard going ham here wildy publishing unattributed crap the critical of the organization wow that never happens (laughs) you know i like jason a lot i like jason a whole lot and you know i have no doubt he heard something from these guys but again i don't give it much credence if you're not going to put 
it out there publicly with your name on it. You know, I mean, Vrabel, we're all like critical of the wide receivers coach all of a sudden because what the Packers are struggling on offense and there's bad spacing or guys with drops or whatever. It's like, man, he's dealing with a bunch of young guys who barely know where the hell they're supposed to be from play to play. You give him a ton of vets, he's going to look a lot better. And this is my thing I always talk about with assistant coaches. It's like, I have no idea what his emphasis is from week to week, what he's talking about in the meeting rooms, what's being told to these guys on the grass when they're on practices, what points of emphasis he's being what he's giving these guys what matt is saying to him as far as this is what i want from the wide receivers is that being translated i have no idea you know so just i hate the oh well this group is struggling so clearly it's the coach like no there's it's football's way too nuanced for that especially at the nfl level sorry tyler herrick our own tyler oh shit oh shit what, why is Tyler Herrick's avatar of him laying in bed? I don't understand. He's sleeping. He's Can someone tell me why? I don't understand. Maybe One, zero shot Banky beats me at Madden. Okay, uh, whatever. Two. I kind of agree with that. I don't care. No one, no one asked your opinion about this. Zero people. <laughs> um, two, there are rumors that the trainers told players not to leap because of the rain. BS, if you ask me. I think he put that earlier. Just wanted to make sure he got that in there. Yeah, no. No chance. I don't no see that happening. No chance. No chance Maybe. that's true. I don't think so. Where, where, are the room, where are these rumors you hear? There was also a rumor that the Packers were going to pay $5,000 a night for seven nights for people at the draft, and they've just announced that they don't need anybody's house for the draft. So, you know, rumors, speculation, that's what they are. Ru, ru, I heard a rumor. I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, Mike has a great idea. This is I, I would pay... I would pay some serious coin for this to happen. Rob Reichel, Peter Bukowski, <laughs> Michael's at Banky's house for Thanksgiving. Oh, the conversation. No. <laughs> That'd be incredible. How about no? I am I, all in on this. I'm all in on I would this have, idea. I would have. Well, how did the Bukowski show go, by the way? I didn't even see it posted. Is it posted It went yet? very well. It went, yeah, it went up earlier this week. Um did you know, it do numbers or no? Talk backers? Probably no numbers. Not. I don't know. I didn't look. You know, Corey, I did don't you, look at these things. Did you tell um did you tell did you rant on Bukowski? Did you tell him how much we love him? Uh I did not rant. I told him I told him you said hello. And uh that was about it. And I and then we talked backers. That was about Got it. it. Yep. Wow. That's where we were at. So you just, you just, everybody just, you just basically acted as if nothing happens, it's fine, and you just kind of moved on with life. That's I have no problem with Peter. I've met him in life. He's a fine dude. He covers the Packers. I don't agree with a lot of his takes, but I always talk Packers with anybody. This is my thing. Okay, Corey, I'm glad you brought this up because I did want to address this a little bit because I do have people in my mentions from time to time talking about whatever in regards to anything having to do with something that isn't the Green Bay Packers, right? I may disagree with you about anything on this earth. Politics, religion, all the stuff, all the third rail nonsense that derails like any kind of human interaction or relationship in this world we live in now. I don't care about any of that when we're talking about the Green Bay Packers. I don't. 
I don't. And that's what I love about the Packers. It's it's even playing field. Like, I can think that you're a garbage human being, and I'm not saying this about anyone in particular in any way, shape, or form. Because I've had these conversations with people that I'm pretty sure are just horrible people. But we can talk about the Green Bay Packers. And that's fine. Like, that's allowed. You can do it. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a positive thing. I think it's a thing that allows you to kind of like melt away some differences, bring down some walls, and just talk Packers. I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it at all. So, like, I, Peter Bukowski. I don't I understand. Peter everything Bukowski I have, every problem I have with Peter Bukowski has nothing to do with anything but the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I actually don't understand where that tangent came from. I'm like, uh, literally, I can't stand him because of his takes on the Green Bay Packers and his takes on Green Bay Packer fans and two or three of the things that he said that he'll never be able to take back. So, yeah. So, and those are all Green Bay Packer things. Those don't don't have to do with anything else. And the fact that most people in 1265 can't stand him, you know, like all kinds of things. That's, that's my point, you know, but you know, I digress. I was a different point. But oh, yeah, you were, that. but I was asking you specifically about those. You just brushed over all the things like, oh, yeah, you didn't ask him, like, hey, Peter, what was going through your mind when you t- tweeted at John Kuhn? I'm on his show. Kuhn? It's not my job. What was going through your mind when you questions. when you tried to burn John Kuhn to the ground? What was going through your mind when it was the draft and you told people that like you you <laughs> what that you are uh, you watch these things, you it do this for a living? Me. You get yeah. paid for a living and yeah, whatever it is. Look, <laughs> I wasn't on his show to ask him questions. If you want to invite him on Packer Transplants, we could ask him no. questions. But no, nobody on gets invited show. on Transplants. Come that's on. a fair point. It's a fair point. I don't uh, no. And everybody goes everybody goes, Oh, you should have people and I'm like, why? It's Packer Transplants. It's not Packer Kuzno is here. Else. Kyle Kuzno is in the house. What's up? No Kyle? way, I don't believe it. I'm gonna it. be there in a couple weeks, Kyle. We're gonna throw down, buddy. You better be at the Cheesehead T V meetup. That's all I know. That's he wasn't happen. at the tailgate. He wasn't at the tailgate this last time. I saw his flag, and he didn't even come by. I thought it was going to be a tradition, and he just—he was like, "No, just kidding." Uh, just joking. He's—he's he's he's a like, busy man. He's got nah. responsibilities. I think you know, he got there a little late, which I know he will never admit. But I think he got there a little late. <laughs> um, can we give a shout out to our Patreon members, please? Uh, uh, Patreon yeah. members, can I just say, you folks are the lifeblood of Cheesehead TV. I cannot begin to describe the depths of my gratitude for the support you give to this channel, you give to the brand. Uh, it is absolutely astounding to me that one of you exists, let alone hundreds of you exist. I really, really appreciate it. I know Corey does as well. And uh, the Carry the G Club members here on YouTube, you folks are growing. I, I was looking just earlier today. My goodness, numbers continue to rise. I, I really. Really appreciate each and every one of you. Both groups, do not forget, come to the Cheesehead TV meetup. It's in a couple weeks. The information is on the Patreon page. It is on the YouTube page here in the community tab. If you are a Carry the G Club member, it's the weekend of the Chiefs game. I'm going to be in town. Corey and I will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Shout out to Charlene for making it happen. She is the bomb.com. Uh, Corey, you got anything else? We're going to no. be early today. Uh, I would like a know. win this Sunday. That'd be nice. We'd like 
Uh, who who would have thunk it? Uh, get a win, maybe get two wins in a row. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm I'm talking crazy talk here, but it's a possibility. That we'll see. Sense. That'll do it for okay. this episode of Packer Transplants. So we'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheese Said TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Packers fans worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation, and we're we're. I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time, and uh, <laughs> and just it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.